This is the Fertile Mindset Podcast, where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset Coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now and live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Fertile Mindset Podcast. I hope you are well and I'm so happy that you've chosen to listen in today because I know there are 101, 1001 different things that you could be doing and you've chosen to be with us here and I'm so appreciative and grateful to you and I hope that it is time very well spent for you. Now, today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Michelle Orovitz, who is an acupuncturist, Ayurvedic practitioner and a certified hypnotherapist specialising in fertility health. She uses herbs, acupuncture, also diet, supplements, essential oils, and most importantly, the mind and how it influences conception, which is why I was so excited to have her join us on the podcast. Michelle has her own podcast too, the Wholesome Fertility Podcast, which is fabulous and covers some really good topics. And in a few weeks, I'll be joining Michelle on her podcast too, so look out for that. We had a wonderful chat here all about how she got into supporting fertility and her own fascinating first experience of acupuncture that really got her interested in this holistic way of looking at health and also how she balanced her fertility before she even knew she'd have a problem trying to get pregnant, which is what made her so passionate about helping others. We talked about intuition, the state of flow on a fertility journey, and she shared some brilliant and very easy tips on how to be free of overwhelm too. I hope you enjoy listening to Michelle as much as I enjoyed talking with her. Here is our conversation. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the Fertile Mindset Podcast. It's lovely to have you here. How are you? I'm good, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm really pleased that we got in touch because I've, since I've got to know you, I've been listening to your podcast and I've got to tell you, I really, really love the way that you work with fertility and your approach to it. And I, I would say like your philosophy around fertility. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I'm very aligned with what we talk about here, you know, at Fertile Mindset. Yes. And, and it's so important that we talk about those other sides of fertility, because I know you come from, you could say like the, the kind of more physical health of, of fertility with acupuncture. And I'm, I want to hear more about what you do in a moment. But, but yeah, it, it's so important, isn't it, to bring in the experience, the emotional, the mindset side as well, and, and have a real understanding of that. Absolutely. Um, and, and in so doing, like I, I was doing acupuncture for a while. And when I started to see certain, almost like, um, behavioral patterns or that people would get better and then they would get worse, I actually studied, uh, hypnotherapy as well, because I realized that beliefs, deep rooted beliefs really impact the body. Mm, that's so true isn't it absolutely and, and then when we're looking for things that are going on with fertility it can be quite subtle can't it especially if there's no medical reason found and it's unexplained infertility it's good to dig under the surface and see what else could be going on absolutely 
So let's go back a bit and, and hear about you, Michelle, and how you got into this work. Um, I'd love to know what your story is. How did you become so fascinated by fertility? So it actually really going back my previous life, I was an architect and I was working in New York, very high stress corporate uh, job. And at the time, um, for many years, really from the time that I got my period up until about 25 years old, I had very irregular periods. So I would have like maybe two or three month cycles. So I wouldn't get my period, you know, from, from my last period to the next period would be about two or three months. And I had hormonal imbalances, acne, like just, I was all over the place and emotionally as well. But I, whenever I went to the doctor, I, the only solution I ever got was the birth control pill. And it was basically, there was no other solution to regulate my period. And I always knew it was abnormal. And intuitively, I knew to get off the birth control pill every so often, but I just never found like a real solution. And I was always intrigued by acupuncture. I actually tried it once at a clinic, a student clinic when I was living in San Francisco. And it was just for back pain. And it was just a one time, but I remember really being just amazed by it. It was just like something in my soul lit up. It was as if there was this recognition that this is what... I want to do like my soul really felt called to and then when I moved to New York worked in New York City um, high stress work job energy I decided I finally told my mom I need to find you know some way to regulate my period and she had mentioned knowing about an acupuncturist. Now, little do, did we both know, he actually specialized in gynecology in China. In China, you actually study both Western and Eastern medicine at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he, that was what his specialty was. He understood periods and fertility and everything. So I remember him sitting me down the first time I came in, asking me questions, every detail about my body, my bowel movements, like everything. And I remember thinking it was so interesting to be asked all of these questions that seem sort of irrelevant. I guess it's not something we're used to being asked, but they're actually very relevant now that I have studied it and I understand it. And so I thought it was very interesting. And then he also explained to me, for a woman, the menstrual cycle is very, very important it's really important for a woman's health. And it's something that I knew I should regulate, but I just never really grasped how important it was. And I literally went, got acupuncture, came back with a bag of herbs and then came home. I got my period that same day. That was like pretty crazy. It was like as if you had blocked something. And then I got my, I started, ever since then I was regulated. I mean, there were maybe times where I was maybe a week off if I was stressed but it was incredible. He completely regulated my cycle between the herbs and the acupuncture. And it was the first time really since the age of 13. So from 13 to 25 that I've ever had a regular cycle. So that experience blew me away. And yeah, I can imagine and then, it's, it's those kind of things that really wake us up, isn't it? It's like massive evidence and proof for you. I can imagine exactly. how it lit you up. Yeah. Totally. And, and especially after trying for so many years to figure out what's wrong and not really getting an answers and knowing that you're not truly getting an answer. 
you're being told like there's nothing you can do about it, but you know intuitively that's not true. Like there's got to be something that we can do to make this better. And eventually finding that, but what was really interesting is that not only was I regulating my period, but I started to feel different in my mind. My mind started feeling different. There was a different kind of flow in my mind and my life. So I, although I made it work with my job, I started feeling better in general. I knew it wasn't really something that I was aligned to do. And I was missing that satisfaction that something and I decided I was so blown away by this I was like I feel like I really need to learn and study this or natural medicine in some form so eventually my husband finished his residency he's uh, he's actually a western medicine ER doc so we moved from Florida to I'm from New York to Florida and that's when I enrolled to go to school for Ayurveda and then um, I studied Ayurveda, then eventually had kids, which I know had I not seen Dr. Lee, it probably would have not happened the way it did because I didn't even know if I was even ovulating at the time. So so I thank Dr. Lee for it. I, Dr. Lee is my acupuncturist because had I not you know, resolved the issues that I had, I know I would have had a really hard time getting pregnant. So it was very personal for me because he restored my fertility before even trying. And um, so I had kids kind of put a break on going to school or, or doing anything. And then after they were old enough, I went back to school and enrolled for acupuncture. And then I studied acupuncture and then eventually opened my business and then just was always intrigued even at school when we had options to like create um, P, uh, PowerPoints. I would always do topics that had to do with fertility or the menstrual cycle. It was just always intri intriguing to me. It was always drawn to it. And then when I got out, I eventually went to um, certify with ABORM, American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine. I just was very intrigued with fertility health. And that's pretty much it. And then I eventually also studied hypnotherapy creating audios for helping women it was it's all to do with fertility so whether it's optimal ovulation um, getting better sleep libido egg health all of that and was just really intrigued so i work with women in person and online now and i also um, add my hypnotherapy to some of the conditions beautiful what a gift that was for you then to to meet dr lee and and have your fertility well your cycle first but definitely your fertility balanced in preparation to have children that is such a a gift to have so early on isn't it and of course we meet women every day who who only become aware of their fertility status when they start to try for a baby yes yeah, I was, I feel really lucky and it was definitely my intuition saying something's off. You need to fix this. It was kind of like mm. something was telling me, my body was like telling me you got to fix this. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you feel like we're in touch with our intuition enough? Because that sounds like it was strong for you, but it can be, it can be hard to, to recognize that, can't it? And, and read those signs. <laughs> so it's interestingly enough that, um, when I was, when I had, uh, realized to go to Dr. Lee, it was after a three month 
backpacking in Europe. And I think that when you travel, you do get into your intuition because it kind of breaks up the paradigm and it connects you. So the whole time I was away, I didn't get my period. And that's when I was like, okay, there's something I need to do to fix this because it was like the whole three months I was away. But, But it was interestingly enough that I got more intuitive because of being away and kind of being in a different environment. Sometimes that also gets you in tune with what you need to do when you come home. Yeah, I love that because you'd have had that curiosity, wouldn't you, as to, well, why has my cycle gone missing and how can I harness this information and what can I do with it now? And I think it's it's often a stage, isn't it, when when women start to look at their cycles more closely when they're trying to conceive and may start to chart and, and know if and when they're ovulating and you start to notice patterns and connections. So, yes, it's an opportunity to to notice, isn't it, and spark that yes. intuition within us for sure. Absolutely. Totally. And you mentioned about um, flow, and I know that's that's something that you're you're really passionate about. And you said it, you noticed how this kind of once you got in flow with your cycle, the flow began with your mind as well and your emotions and how you were feeling about work and your career that was very stressful. Um, tell us a bit about that that philosophy that you have then that way that you work with flow physically and emotionally. Yeah. So when I went to Dr. Lee, one of the things he talked about was chi stagnation. And even though I never studied acupuncture, I kind of understood what he meant. He was like basically chi, you know, your energy or vitality force um, is stagnated. And I knew what he meant. I just knew because I felt it like intuitively. I I could feel it in my body. I don't even, you don't even need to really be intuitive. Like all intuitive is, is really checking in with your body. Have you heard of the term interoception? No, I haven't. Yeah. So it's basically your body's cues. So like if you're Mm -hmm. hungry, you can feel hungry. It's like your body speaking to you to let you know what it needs. And that basically is really what it, what intuition comes down to. It's just your body guiding you to what's right and what's not. And it can get as subtle as emotional intuition where you're in the wrong relationship or it can be as, as like obvious as hunger or sleep. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it, it really is this range. It's basically your body communicating with you. And so when I started to get more in tune, so I felt when he said that, that cue of like chi stagnation, it really rang so true to me. I'm like, yes, I do. I feel stagnated. I feel stagnated in my body. I feel like the, the energy is not just flowing freely. And I understood what he said. And at the time I was also starting to get interested in meditation. And what meditation did for me was it got me more in tune with what my body was feeling how my breath felt when I was going in and out. And so that kind of energy flowing, the more it flowed, the more my life started to feel like it was flowing because I was more clear in my mind and I was able to read the cues that my body was telling me and get more in line. So it is like, um, it's an amazing thing because we sometimes want to separate our minds from our body. We think they're like two separate things. We even study them differently. You know, there's like a, mm-hmm. we study the mind and then we study the body and the physiology. 
in Chinese medicine, what's interesting and what I love is that they, they consider the spirit. They consider the spirit, the emotional, the emotions of the person and how those emotions even relate to each and every organ and meridian. And so everything is part of a whole. It's not parts, it's the whole. And when you start to realize that when you're implementing anything in your body or even eating differently, your mind will start to respond to that and how, and even your relationships and even your life. And it's just keeps going on and on. So it's, it's not like we're just a piece, a piece of something like we're really part of the whole and it's, it impacts everything, every part of our life when we start to get into a healing process. And then sometimes we will, you know, find certain challenges or triggers in our life. And what we want to automatically do is push away from them or resist them. But actually those triggers are like our tiny little gurus. <laughs> They're mm. such an opportunity for growth and breakthroughs. And that if we do actually take them as a breakthrough and allow them, then that's where transformation happens. And and at the time that was my my transformation, I was going through it physically, but I was also going through it emotionally and, phys and mentally because I was uh, shifting even my work and what I was doing for a living, which I had to go up against a lot of resistance from my, my social, my, my family. Everybody was saying, what are you doing? Like, this is crazy to leave such a great career. And so it was just, it was interesting how everything reflected everything. And then just facing that really helped me break through. And I felt like it was a breakthrough, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually in my whole life. Mm, gosh, it is such a different way, isn't it, from Western medicine typically um, to look at just the symptom and, you know, what's going yeah. on with this particular system of the body. You know, it always amazes me when you, you walk around a hospital and you've just got the heart unit and you've got the kidney unit and it's just looking at things in such isolation. I've, I'm under a doctor right now for my feet and I get yeah. headaches and I was like, I have headaches that are kind of tension related and my feet are misaligned. You think there's some connection there? And he mm -hmm. said, look, he said, look, I'm a foot surgeon. I'm not going to talk to you about headaches. <laughs> All right. I do is feet, you totally. know, but you have, <laughs> like you said, that kind of inner judge, inner um, intuition, that knowledge, that nudge towards something. It's, it's worth listening to, isn't it? It's so worth listening to. And, and I'd love to hear how, how you support now people on a fertility journey to get in touch with that, you know, or, or do you find that they're already kind of following their intuition when they come to see you and they're open or does the process help them get into that yeah, flow? I actually always find that people do have intuition like, and they do follow it sometimes and sometimes they'll question it, but they always have those cues and they'll talk about them because I think that that's part of their intuition is that they're feeling something, but they don't know quite how to put their finger on it, which is just interesting going back to what you just said about the feet. There's a perfect uh, example of intuition, something that kind of makes you go, hmm. You know why? Because actually in Chinese medicine, we do body mapping and there's different types of acupuncture techniques. And one of them is body mapping where you're you're going after certain parts of the body that are far away, but they reflect other parts of the body. So for example, the ear can reflect the whole body, 
But if you look at the limbs, you can actually look at the limbs and reflect where the head is, where the neck is, and the hand and the feet can actually reflect the head and the wrist can reflect the neck. If you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're so right. You I, actually, I began you're right my on. training with um I began my training with reflexology where everything is mapped on the feet or mapped on the hands or ears or face, you know, and it is fascinating to see that and really see the connections that take place. Um and it just shows there is so much more going on within our bodies, you know, energetically and connecting these parts that might not make sense medically, you know, to the, a medical doctor, but there is, there are those connections at play. Fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I'll find is when I'm talking to a patient, even when I'm working with a patient after working with them for a while, and they're telling me about their experience at the doctor's office, reproductive endocrinologist that they're working with. And I can sense that they're getting these signals. I can see it. And sometimes I will, I guess, reflect to them or uh, witness and tell them that I'm witnessing that like they're, you know, sort of like give them the green light to listen to themselves. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need somebody else to kind of give you that. It's okay. You could listen to yourself. Your, your body's talking to you. Because a lot of times I will feel the hesitation that they feel with a certain practitioner and they feel it, but they're just afraid to act on it. And then eventually they do act on it and they move to another practitioner because something in their mind and their heart tells them not to the point where I had one patient do that. And, and when she spoke to the practitioner that actually ended up being really, really aligned for her. After speaking to her for the first time, she actually cried. She felt like, oh my God, like this is exactly where I need to be. And what's interesting is she had, I'll tell you her story. She had a nice amount of embryos that were untested, but it, it's very difficult once they're frozen to test them. So I, I, I don't even think they do. They take a little piece and then they freeze them. So they were untested and some doctors were telling her just forget them and do this again. But she, the woman that she was working with, actually, she, to me, is, is intuitive herself. A lot of times, she may not call herself that, but she said, you know what? I think we should still try. And she did, and she got pregnant with the embryos that she had. And it was a viable pregnancy. Everything was, like, perfect. And she ended up having the baby, and everything's perfect. Like, nothing was wrong genetically. And it was like, she could have just given up those embryos and moved on but something told her if she would have gone to a different doctor that's how she would have done it so it was it's interesting how things happen and how we're guided and how we get cues i mean she even had a physical reaction of crying like oh my god this is exactly where i need to be it was like so overwhelming for her so it's amazing when you actually witness it but those are how that is how your intuition speaks to you amazing yeah it's like next level isn't it next level yeah. knowledge and of course you know and I know I've heard you speak about this on your podcast about how you do need to back up the nudges the intuition or or you know that direction with 
medical testing and you know let's get more information as well yeah um and it's it gives you so much more power then doesn't it you're not just looking at it one dimensionally you're looking at everything together holistically which of course is what you your experience was when you first saw Dr Lee and you were amazed at how much he was asking you you know in so many different questions about every aspect of your health and well-being um in order to to really understand you as that that holistic person it's it's yeah, I, I do love the approach of, of Chinese medicine. I'm always fascinated to hear more about it. Yes, and I appreciate you bringing that up because yes, it really takes a village and it is important to get tests and to get uh, to find the right doctors and to find the right team because everything, every aspect of every medicine can really benefit anybody who's going through this because it's like detective work. So there are so many things that you can benefit, but I would say in general, it's, it's like the key phrase is don't put all your eggs in one basket. So if you believe 100% one practitioner or another practitioner, it's probably more beneficial if you just take from everybody mm. to complete yeah. your process. Yeah, definitely. I was listening to your most recent episode as well, which is on one of my favorite topics, um, which I think is so important to address, which is overwhelm that comes up yes. in the fertility journey. And it's, gosh, I mean, I think everybody experiences overwhelm um, at some point, if not feeling like they're continually in a state of overwhelm. And, and when you're getting those test results or you're doing research or you're Googling or whatever else and got opinions from friends and family, you know, there's... yeah can be information overload, can't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, being a detective is is one thing and, you know, looking for the signs and getting the support. But it's a fine, fine balance, isn't it, between doing your research and then having too much and maybe unreliable information as well, and confusing and conflicting information. And then you're in a state of overwhelm and you don't know what to do next. You don't know which practitioner to go to, which fertility treatment to have, whether yes. it's time to change course or not, you know, it's it, it's a tricky place to get to, isn't it, overwhelm? How do you approach that with, with your patients that you see, Michelle? Yes, yeah, so you're right on. It could be very overwhelming and there's just so many different opinions. So this is where, one of the reasons why overwhelm could be so overwhelming <laughs> is because there's too many things going on at the same time. And what that happens is that when you're so distracted, with the outside information, you're actually moving away from your inside voice, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So it's important to, uh, I speak to everybody about this, everybody I work with about starting some kind of practice. And I know not everybody's into meditation or they don't feel comfortable sitting for a long time. Although I do encourage trying because uh, even if people feel uncomfortable with it, a lot of times, if you still stay with it, you will get through that discomfort. That's part of meditation. That's how it works. So I encourage people to try it, at least really give it a full chance and not just one time, I'm uncomfortable, it's not for me kind of thing. Give it a chance. But if not, even getting quiet by taking walks or doing something that gives you, it clears your mind. You know, some people feel that way with sports, or exercise or walks or swimming or just going out in nature or just getting quiet or dancing or everybody has that something that clears their mind mm -hmm. and whatever that is for you you need it it's your medicine it's your medicine throughout the journey you need to hold on to whatever helps you and feed you 
because that is what's going to help your clarity. That's how it's going to help not get, you know, not get into the overwhelm because we need our medicine. We need our support. And that is our, everybody has their, whatever their thing, whether it's like listening to certain music. And one of the best ways too, is when you do feel overwhelmed mentally, don't try to fix it from that same state move around, do something physical, like change your, your physicality. That's what, um, Tony Robbins talks about. Like you want to change your mind, change your physical state. Mm. Um, or if you want to change your state, change your physiology, I think he says. And it's true because then we're doing something else and we're kind of breaking apart that overwhelm and helping ourselves throughout the process. So that's what it is. I mean, you need to do anything that gets you back in tune with yourself so that you can have your intuition and your inner knowing front and center throughout everything that you do. And when you do go to different doctors or get different opinions, get in touch with how your body feels. Like think to yourself, how does this feel to me right now? Am I feeling resistant? Do I feel uncomfortable? And ask yourself why. Maybe maybe it's because it's not exactly what you should be doing or it's like not aligned with what is in your best interest, if that makes sense. And, and something that might be great for your friend may not be great for you. So get into your body and ask your body, like, what is my body telling me right now? I think yeah. that that is just a great way. It's kind of like um, a signpost to know if you're in the right track on the right track Mm, mm, rather than kind of just blindly accepting any and every offer of advice you know it's definitely getting going back to yourself I just say Michelle how you explained that solution to overwhelm I just found that so powerful about finding your own medicine because you know you know I work with EFT and you work with hypnotherapy and there are many different ways to um, use these techniques to to really bring about a mindset shift absolutely however there are many everyday things that we can do as well and you know if it is something like you say going for a walk or listening to certain music meditating if it suits you you know just things that you can do for a few minutes every day I thought Mm -hmm. of my mother actually and my mom tells me that whenever she is stressed she chops lots of vegetables up and cooks lots of soup and stuff (laughs) and that's that's her meditation you know she's just so absorbed into it and then that makes it really easy doesn't it to to take your medicine you know it's not a difficult medicine to take it's not a bad tasting one it's actually something that you really enjoy and Mm -hmm. is you're giving that gift to yourself to bring about some peace and some stillness in your mind Um, and then of course it's linked in to you know fight finding that space so you can trust your intuition you can get into that flow make good decisions and so on so thank you for sharing that Michelle so so simple but so powerful yeah for sure and I I would like to kind of use the analogy of like just wanting to get really far on the road if you're driving to the point where you just want to keep going but you don't want to stop for gas because you feel like stopping for gas is not is going to get in the way or it's going to stop you from getting there further, but you're not going to get it there further unless you stop for gas. And and mm-hmm. so stopping for gas is kind of stopping for joy in the process. And I think that we think that we can't afford to give ourselves joy when we're going through something like the fertility yeah. journey. 
And I think it's kind of a, it's just, it's a mindset. But we can and we deserve to have something that fills our soul through the process. And it can also help. Yeah, yeah. Two-pronged, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, immediate results that we see in our mindset and ourselves. And we do absolutely deserve that. Everybody on a fertility journey deserves those moments and hopefully a lot more than moments you know that everyday acceptance and, and feeling of joy for sure but then of course yeah we know the difference it can make to then the next steps of your fertility journey and and how receptive you feel and how open you feel and confident with your choices and all of that is speaking to your body and you know sending that good message down that this is this is safe this is you know the great time to get pregnant so thank you Michelle that was really beautiful to to step into and think about um, and I know we could carry on talking for a very long time <laughs> on this topic that as I just mentioned you know I've been catching up with your podcast which I really really love um, just mentioned a couple Thank of you. your recent episodes there but there's a lot there isn't there in the it's the wholesome fertility podcast can that be found on all podcast platforms all over the place yes mm-hmm. yeah wonderful great we'll put links to it in the um, text here in the show notes for sure oh, thank you. and and where can we else can we find you online on social media website yep social media website so my website is michelleorovitz.com and you can find um i have a fertility ebook well i may change it but right now it's the top 10 fertility boosting habits that anybody can start with so it's kind of like a, a quick you know 10 tips that i have and then um i my social media i'm mostly on instagram and you can find all the social media also all the links on my website which is michelleorovitz.com and i have um on instagram a lot which is at the wholesome lotus fertility and uh yeah so thank you so much sarah for having me on you are so welcome i really really enjoyed hearing about your really unique and very special way to to working with fertility. It's amazing. Thank you, Michelle, for joining me. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset podcast. And now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership, which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the sanctuary, I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping, and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them. Go to fertilemindset.com slash sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset Podcast.